Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in. For a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And it's Friday. Man, already. We're already that much closer to the preseason game against the Jaguars. And, uh, yeah, I apologize for not getting something out sooner just because, um, you know, it's been a crazy whirlwind this week. Um, you know, you got the game on Saturday. Uh, I flew in Saturday, flew back Sunday and flying in day of, I probably never recommend anybody doing that. Uh, but I was able to get in a little bit past noon and, you know, get a small nap, cover the game. But like a genius, I made a 5.30 AM flight on Sunday so I could get back in the morning. They had walkthroughs that evening and such, but, um, yeah, that was a tiring day. But, uh, you know, we've had some training camp. We'll get into preseason here in a minute. Uh, but, you know, we've watched some, obviously, action from the past several days. It's Friday. They're going to be in the Superdome this evening from 7 to 9 and, and just kind of practicing out there. And then tomorrow they'll be back at the facility. But, look, let's start with the preseason game. Um, it was sloppy. It was um, probably what you would expect out of a first preseason game, right? Uh, you know, looking at... Six turnovers and ten penalties, that's obviously what's going to overshadow everything else. But, you know, I think there's some encouraging things to take away. Um, You know, look, I think Taysom Hill looked great on his first drive. You take away that Latavius Murray fumble, if he gets it into the end zone on that drive, maybe you think a little bit differently about how that evaluation went. And then you look at the interception of Ty Montgomery, um, you know, look, both of them have taken equal responsibility in it. You know, it's equal parts on Taysom Hill as it is Ty Montgomery there. And, you know, a lot of people want to point the blame game at one or the other, but, you know, you got to learn um, veteran and a veteran, right? You got to make better reads. You got to make better decisions on those types of things. Um, so, but I think Taysom had a, a good, good outing minus that interception. And, you know, those things are going to happen and you're going to see a lot of them in training camp too. But, uh, you know, again, when you turn it over, I think what's more concerning is the running backs putting a ground a ball on the ground. I mean, that's just unprecedented. And and look, I'll say this: I don't think Latavius Murray's roster spot is in jeopardy. I don't buy that for a second. But you know, it's kind of interesting how in training camp we haven't seen him used a whole lot. Like it seems like it's more Devonte Freeman, it's more Tony Jones Jr., maybe Dwayne Washington. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. But I'm not ready to say. Oh, well, Latavius is one of those guys that's on the bubble and is going to get cut and such. But, you know, when you look at Jameis coming in, man, that that two-minute drill was something. And I I don't know. The the thing is, to be fair, there are so many designs in Sean Payton's two-minute system that most generally uh, speaking that, you know, most quarterbacks could come in uh, a good chunk. I mean, the talented ones, right, can come in and do really good things in a two-minute offense. But I think Jameis took it to another level. I think he looked extremely poised. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He looked moving around. 
And then uh, getting him into the end zone was huge for him. But then you talk about the next one where he throws the ball to Lil Jordan Humphrey, and he said that's got to be a better thrown ball. Again, some people are putting that on Humphrey, some people on Winston. You're just going to have both sides at this thing, right? And, you know, Winston was humble and took ownership of it and said it's got to be a better thrown ball. And, look, we've seen that in practice. We've seen it especially over the past couple of days. It just looks like – I don't know for whatever reason some of the timing is off with little Jordan Humphrey. And and I think that's some of the issues that you've run into in training camp with these two quarterbacks is it's so hard to put a gauge on. And that's why we say in the media that it's like sometimes it seems too close to call because, you know, you got to take into account continuity is huge. We don't have a named starter, so it's not like you're consistently getting somebody running with the first team. And then there's so many substitutions, so – you know, a couple days, maybe when Jameis is running, he doesn't have Ramchek blocking on the right side. He doesn't have Tehran on the other side. Same thing with Taysom Hill. Maybe they're without both of their starting left tackles. Just how it depends on or how it falls on the rest days. And maybe they don't have Alvin Kamara. Maybe they're missing certain key players that you would normally see when somebody's running with that first team. So I think some of that plays into it. Um, I will tell you, concerns for me is the offensive line depth behind the starters is is pretty bad it's pretty atrocious um you know you saw that in the Ravens game I I just don't know you know what what's going to end up happening there but it's just it's pretty tough um seeing that on a daily basis and again when we're watching training camp I mean I, I buy into the thing of the hype of the defense I think they look strong I think they're definitely some uh encouraging things that we've seen from the defense and sorry yeah my mail thing went off so uh but you know and i'm buying into the pass rush i'm buying into the what the interior defensive lines do and i'm buying into the linebackers you know i think the biggest question mark right now is who's that number two guy opposite of marshall and Lattimore? i don't see anything imminent for somebody to come in as a as part of a trade right now i think crawley's playing up a good bit and I think Paulson Adebo is doing really well. So um, it could really go either way. And, and honestly, it wouldn't shock me if they go in day one with Lattimore and Crawley. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen with Lattimore and his discipline. But um, we can only speculate. We can only see what happens and how all that process plays out. But, you know, we asked Sean Payton yesterday on Thursday about any updates. There's none. And it's obviously a complex situation being it's an out-of-state type of issue. You know, we don't know anything about Deontay Harris's situation. The, you know, there's just so many unknowns right now. But, you know, bottom line is um, you look at that preseason game. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot better. I think some takeaways is is Zach Bond looks the real deal, looks the part. I mean, that is stuff we've been seeing in camp. And so I think that's really encouraging to see him on the field putting it all together. And I, I just think that some of that's with his talent and that shift to the weak side. And also think a lot of that has to do with Michael Hodges. I think he's very underrated. He brings a lot of intensity to the table and it's not just bond. I mean, Caden Ellis looks good. Chase Hansen looks good. You see Andrew Dow flashing in practice too. And you know what you have in Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. So good, encouraging sign. I also thought Cesar Ruiz had a good get good day. Um, you know, him, Marquez Callaway, a lot of these young guys, Juwan Johnson, guys we've been seeing in practice that are doing good things and putting it all together, they're really showing up. So, um, And even Tony Jones Jr., look, that's, you know, what everybody's got to remember is that was his first real game action since Notre Dame. 
And I say that because, oh, wait, some people, well, he played in the season finale against the Panthers. He got one snap and then he got hurt. He basically got knocked out of that game. And so that's why they had to move to Ty Montgomery and all. But, um, you know, I think he did well. And he's been doing that in practice. And I think more so maybe he's pushing Dwayne Washington. I don't know if I'd say Devontae Freeman's definitely the de facto number three guy on the team. But, um, you know, when you start shaping up this 53-man roster, it's going to be interesting how it all takes shape. And, you know, you got to make cuts down to 80 on Tuesday uh, from 85. And, you know, the Saints, what they brought in five new players this week, maybe is even more. But, you know, Kevin White obviously is one of the highlights of that particular group, bringing a couple of tackles. And injuries are an unfortunate part of the game. But, you know, you also remember some of the roster rules this year and talking about the unlimited call-ups on IR and all that other stuff that's coming into play this year. It all factors into how you're going to take shape on this roster. But, you know, I think preseason um, defense had a good showing. I think there were plenty of good moments from them. Um, and as far as the offense, you know, again, the turnovers are what's going to pretty much um, make everything stand out in a negative way. So I think the bottom line is that when you look at how this quarterback battle is went, you know, even in practice, like I, I again, it's it's so close to call right now. And again, I I, I firmly believe that if the season starts, I, I got to go with Jameis Winston. Again, I think he's had some of the better practices. I think when you look at it, um, you know, he has a huge opportunity on Monday night against the Jaguars, and, and again, that's going to count for a lot, in my opinion, but, you know, nothing wrong with, I, I think Taysom Hill has done a lot of growing up this year, and he's he looks better in his progressions, he looks better in his reads, he's not a guy that just says, oh, let me just sit in the pocket, you know, and then let me just take off, because nothing's open, right, so I, I think both of the quarterbacks have come a long way, but what's what's crazy is, when you're looking at training camp, and I know some people will say, oh, well, let me see the stat line, and then that's going to tell the story. But, like, for instance, yesterday, I think it was it, Hill had went, like, 11 to 16 or 11 to 17. That doesn't tell the whole story because a lot of those were, like, checkdowns, and some of them were negative yardage plays, and some of them were overthrows. I mean, you know, that type of stuff matters, so you can't look at that. And also, when you're looking at 7-on-7, seven seven, you know, you're not getting a pass rush. You don't have protection. There are certain nuances for both of these quarterbacks that you just can't say, well, that that let me add that in and cherry pick and just be like, oh, that that means this guy had the better day, right? That's not how it works. I mean, it's important. You know, you don't want to see somebody miss four straight passes. But, you know, uh, I think yesterday was a prime example. You know, uh, Jameis Winston looked great to start today. And, you know, but he missed on his last four passes in the, the final minute drills and stuff. And that's never good. And it was Taysom went 11 to 14. But, you know, those types of things are just what's maddening about practice is that you'll see one quarterback do extremely well. The other one doesn't do so great. And then, um, you know, it flips at the end of practice. And then the, the pick, you know, you had officials there. And so you get a, a pick from Ken Crawley on Winston that, you know, would have been a pick six if it was a regular game, but the officials also threw a flag on the play and that would negate and wipe that out. But, you know, it's also something you got to note and chart, right? And, um, you know, with Hills, it was an underneath route to the tight end and, you know, Andrew Dow made a great play to pick it off and step in front. And, you know, that's, 
that's the types of things that are really concerning is, you know, it's, um, turnovers are never good, a good thing, no matter where you're playing, who you're playing for or anything like that. But, you know, other than that, I mean, Taysom looked pretty good. I mean, these guys have looked pretty good. I, it's just, what's crazy is we're, we're sitting there thinking, who's going to take this, this job? You know what I mean? Is who's going to rise up? Who's going to be the better quarterback here? And who's going to really just distance themselves? And I think that's really where we've seen it. And I know once preseason came on that everybody's like, oh, well, we got this all figured out. But, you know, and, and I, I've said it here and I'll say it again. Some people can just pretty much just not be good in practice. They could suck in practice and they can be great in game situations and vice versa. They can be uh, amazing in practice and in game situations. It's just one of those things that gets tough. I mean, you know, looking at camp. Guys like Shy Tuttle and Lil Jordan Humphrey are ones that, you know, have kind of, I guess you could say, diminished a little bit. Uh, Humphrey's had some issues with drops. You know, Tuttle was, like, apparently way down the depth chart at, like, kind of the third teams um, running with them. And, you know, but Thursday he was with the first team. So it's just a lot of things like that where you see it in practice, you see things that happen, and you try to pay attention to everything. But And everything's important, but, you know, mainly I, I think what you can put stock into is I think the defense is going to be fine. I think it's going to carry this team a lot, you know. Um, you know, it does suck because you still don't have Pete Warner back. You don't have Peyton Turner back. It's your <laughs> your big picks, right? Yeah. And your first and second rounders, and neither of them are on the field right now. And so that's, that's tough. And I, I think, you know, again, with Warner – the leg injury, I'm not sure what the extent is of it, and maybe he's not going to be as back as fast as, as Peyton Turner. And Turner, you know, he, we've seen him around the facility, so it's not like he's just been missing in action or anything like that. But, you know, those two are really concerning. I think the pass rush is going to be even better with Turner. They got enough there with Jordan. Well, I say not enough, but like not enough, but they got way more there with Jordan, Davenport, Passignon, Granderson. So, um, they get Turner back in that mix, man, it's going to be pretty scary pass rush for the team. And as far as linebacker, I mean, the way the other guys have been playing, it takes a lot of pressure off of having a roll in Werner, but you know, we'll just see what happens with him and, you know, just sticking with the rookies. Paulson Adebo has done a lot of growing up and he really does look the part and he's really growing day in and day out. And, you know, I think the biggest concern after that is, is who's, what's the depth, right? Cause you lost Patrick Robinson and, um, if Marshawn, when he, when, and if he gets suspended, what, what happens there? I mean, you're going to roll with Grant Haley. You're going to roll with, um, Brian Poole, who's more of a slot guy. I mean, those are things that we want to definitely see some answers to going forward. But, um, you know, practice is a microcosm of what you see. I mean, it's all important and everybody's going to formulate their own opinions. I've been accused on both sides that I'm biased against Jameis and I'm biased against Taysom and, you know, all I try to do is lay out the facts and, you know, big plays or things happen. Look, it's, it's the eyes of the beholder when you put it out on social media that some people are going to just not accept it the way it's intended or overblow it or whatever the case may be. But, you know, all I can do is report what we see and what other 20, 25 reporters that are in there and inside that indoor facility is uh, what they're seeing as well. And, and it lines up, you know, and so... But uh, it'll be important. I mean, we got, again, Friday practice in the Superdome. That'll be pretty good to see. Uh, closed off to the public. That'll be 
interesting to, to see if they're kind of doing that for like a Monday night atmosphere, see what it's going to be like, or, you know, we'll hopefully get to see some of those um, completed renovations for the dome or the Caesars Superdome, as we want to call it now. Right. And, um, you know, I think going in, you got practice on Friday, practice on Saturday. They'll be off on Sunday. Monday, you got the game and Tuesday will be a walkthrough. Presumably you got Wednesday, Thursday, and then they're going to be right back at it playing again. Um, and then you're going to have to jump from 80 to 53. And so I think one of the big interesting storylines, you know, and we'll preview the, the preseason matchup in a different pod, probably Sunday, maybe Monday, but, um, you know, what are they going to do about this kicker situation, right? Because I think there's optimism for Will Lutz, but at the same time, they haven't brought anybody in after Brett Maher got hurt. He got hurt in, in the game, and, uh, you know, that's that's why he got put on the injured list and all that, and uh, or waived injured and such. But, you know, they don't have a kicker right now. Maybe they just go for two. Maybe they roll in with Nolan Cooney. I know he handles some place-kicking duties too but um you know all that type of stuff we is gonna matter and you know i think when it comes down to it practice is one thing let's see what happens in the game you know overall without getting too much detail you want to see the penalties cleaned up you want to see the turnovers diminish or actually be non-existent you want to see what they're going to do against players like trevor lawrence you want to see what they the first team does with Jameis. you want to see what the second team does with Taysom. you want to see some of these lower battles that we don't really magnify a lot you know does andrew dow make a big push like he's been doing in practice does he make the squad um with another good showing or is this a guy that you're going to try to slide on the practice squad what's the receiver depth going to be looking like i think you're looking at you know you have thomas you're going to have Deontay, you're going to have Traquan and, and Marquez Callaway, but are they going to keep five receivers or are they going to keep six? And if you keep five, I think it's between Chris Hogan and Lil Jordan Humphrey and, and Ty Montgomery. And maybe you can make a case for bringing a six, and depending on how they handle Thomas and his roster situation. But, um, you know, I think there's only one spot for all three of those guys. And a guy like Chris Hogan's, you know, just in observations, he's doing more of that Craig Robertson role on, on punt formations. And, I mean, those are types of things that, you know, we don't really see or don't look and nobody really talks about, but that's that's all obviously important. And, um, you know, I think Ty Montgomery's done a good job at wide receiver, and he's playing a lot of gunner. He's playing uh, jammers. He's doing a lot of those types of things. He's on the return team. So, you know, weighing that out versus little Jordan Humphrey, who's, you know, bread and butter is usually a, a primary blocker, but – like I said earlier, he's he's kind of been struggling lately in practice. It just seems like he's not on the same page with the, the quarterback, and and the drops have been a real cause for concern. But you know, overall, how this this roster shapes out, and you got to remember, if even if you make the final squad, doesn't mean that you're going to be on the final squad because I've seen people that, or we've seen Saints players that have made the roster and initially, and then they get you know cut because there's fallout and there's all these different things you gotta think going from 80 to, to 53 i mean that's it's 27 players that <laughs> you know from 32 teams or 32 teams that are coming available so if they maybe had some higher grades on a scouting person uh scouting players and stuff in their department that you know those types of things may weigh into who they bring on the practice squad and maybe who they call up and bring on the active roster i will say you know um when we're talking about the wide receivers, they brought in Kevin White 
and and even Aesop Winston Jr. He's a guy that's been showing up in practice, and I don't know if he has a role on this team. Maybe more practice squad guy. But look, Kevin White. You know, everybody knows his story a little bit. But if you don't, 2015 seventh overall draft pick in in that one in the first round. And so I thought he had a great first day of practice. Second day, not as much that really flashed and hit. But you know, look, you kind of root for a guy like that. I mean, he has familiarity with Curtis Johnson. Um, from when Johnson was in Chicago. So maybe it helps him. I don't know. if he, the, the thing is, he's got the potential. But, again, are you going to be durable enough to last this year and, and be able available, or is, is it something else that's going to happen? And, you know, he's handled it, and I think he's had the best attitude, and he was really impressive when he talked to the media and talked to us and such. And, um, you know, again, he's a guy that you want to root for, but at this stage of the game, you know, can he do enough to push somebody like Chris Hogan or Ty Montgomery or uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey? I don't know. Maybe it's more of a practice squad guy because you can have veterans on there, right? And so we'll see how that all shapes out. But overall, that's a little bit of update. Just a few things from camp, a few things from uh, preseason. You know, again, we'll be back to, to preview a little bit more about the Ravens. I'm sorry, the, the Jaguars game on Monday night, um, you know. A lot of fun that's coming, right? <laughs> and before you know it, we'll be talking about week one against the Packers. And, uh, you know, in the third preseason game against the Cardinals, that's going to be important too, you know. Um, it's not going to be treated where, hey, you know, fourth preseason game, nobody plays, the starters don't play, it's all backups and reserves and stuff. And, you know, a guy like Trevor Simeon, you didn't even get a look at him uh, in the first preseason game. You got an extended look at Ian Book, and I think there's a lot of buzz to him. I think he looks really good i mean he's miles away miles ahead of anything garrett grayson was ever there ryan griffin or jt barrett or any of those quarterbacks that they brought in i mean he's been kind of the real deal here and so i'm interested to see what happens and of course we'll have to pay attention more to it but look it's all gonna matter it's all gonna be the eyes of the beholder and such we just try to present it in a way that's not biased um and we'll kind of go from there but Guys, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can definitely check us out on Believe in Saints, Believe Saints on Twitter, and then follow me at Saints.media and John J. Hendricks on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Have a good one and be good people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.